Hi, this is Hannah Lieberman, and you are listening to Postcard Dances, a podcast platform to keep us connected to each other and our choreographic practice in uncertain times. My guests today are my longtime friends and former classmates, Maya Williamson and Sarah Zanger. Maya and Sarah are high school seniors and students at Boston Valley School, and the three of us very much grew up together. They are from the North Shore in Massachusetts. Maya plans to go abroad to study visual art following a gap year, and Sarah plans to attend Swarthmore College in the fall and plans to double major with dance and another discipline. We talked about growing up as ballet students and what that meant for us and how it shaped us, reminiscing about our time training together and exchanging fun memories. Okay, so my first question is, um, being seniors in high school, a lot was supposed to happen for you in these coming months. Um, I know you two have different schooling experiences, and I'm interested to know what you feel you'll be missing and how you're handling that. Well, I mean, I know my situation is a little different, but I go to like a regular high school, so um, I am missing, I guess you could say like the regular senior things, like my prom is probably not going to happen and my graduation is not going to happen. And um, I'm a very sentimental person. So like the last few days of school were really important to me, like wanting to get all my teachers to sign my uh, yearbook and things like that. And so that has been kind of hard that I don't get to have those experiences. And it's not necessarily like, you know, walking across the stage or, you know, wearing a dress that's nice that I'm missing. It's more of the experience of like, being in my school for the last time and talking with my teachers and reminiscing and that sort of thing that it's really sad but I'm trying to stay positive and you know do what I can mm-hmm. yeah for me it's it's pretty nothing has really changed that much um I'm homeschooled so for me there's not really the big graduation things or last day of school that's just um pretty normal um the only things that have changed for me for schooling is just that I'm not, instead of interacting with people, I'm interacting with people over Zoom and stuff like that for my classes. But there isn't, I don't really have any big end of year things that I'll be losing or missing out on. Right. How do you think you're um, both going to look back on like what's happening right now and like like, how do you think it's going to affect, if at all, like, anything about your future? I think it's cool, I guess. I mean, I people are like, oh, you know, we're living through history, and mm-hmm. this is probably the biggest event that I'm living through. Right, like, for I'm, our generation. Yeah. happened in my life so far yeah. that I can, like, distinctly remember and w- will remember. And so I guess that's cool. And I try to think about that, that, you know, like, this will pass, and I'll get to look back on it, and... It will be an interesting story to tell. Yeah. I think that looking back on it will feel like we were in quarantine for, like, no time at all. That it, like, passed so quickly. But, like, while we're in it now, it feels like it's just dragging on. And, like, feels like the time is passing so slowly and there's so much time ahead. And I wonder how much we will remember of this time or whether it will just feel like we blinked and we were back to normal life yeah um and do you think like bbs did anything to prepare for this at all like did they tell you what they were thinking about doing about spring showcase because obviously that's a question right now and or i guess like how are you feeling about like not being at ballet <laughs> that's right. um 
I miss it a lot. I feel like I really, I really miss the just the, being with people and then and dancing and um, the kind of communal aspect of it. I guess in a way, because I mean, you can do like dance classes at home. Like I've been just doing like these online bar classes and stuff, but you miss the atmosphere and you miss the want to improve and do better. I feel like I have kind of fallen into a kind of a, a lax way of working. I'm not pushing myself and you don't have the the joy, I think, as much uh, that you get when you're dancing with your peers mm-hmm. to live music mm-hmm. and it's full of excitement and expression and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Maya and I, um, and you were supposed to join us and then you ditched. But <laughs> what? Um. Well, we were doing oh, the class yes. together on Saturday, and that was so okay. It like it was a little laggy, but like it was so much fun mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm actually doing it with someone mm-hmm. who I like. I it, 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 yeah, I just made the experience so much better, and I just I miss it a lot. I think like I that's what I miss most about yeah. this whole situation is I don't whatever school you know graduation whatever I I miss ballet and I really really want spring showcase and I. Yeah, I miss being there. I miss the camaraderie. I miss laughing with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I, we always say, oh, I don't want rehearsal or, you know, oh, I don't like the teacher. But you don't realize, like, mm-hmm. how much you miss it until mm-hmm. you can't have it. And um, in regard to your question about whether they prepared us for it, we still don't know what's yeah. going on. They still have not told us anything. Yeah, um, nothing. Miss Cryer said that it's, it's, all up in the air right now but that she would definitely acknowledge us as seniors mm-hmm. in some way but that's that's as much as we've gotten and so yeah you and they they haven't really i don't think they're super prepared like they've tried right. to do like yes. some things for like working at home by yourself but unless you're being proactive but like there's they're not really doing anything um i guess my next question moving on from that quite a bit um as I was just wondering if you two could speak a little bit about your plans for next fall um and maybe how you came to your current decisions about that um and if your dancing experience had any or no influence on your decisions so um I for a very long time was planning on doing pursuing dance as a career but then in the kind of last two years I'd say I decided that it was something that I loved so much but that for me art was and kind of drawing and painting was where I felt more at home I guess I don't know that it was it was my call it sounds cheesy to say my calling but like that's where I wanted to be every second Mm -hmm. like I wanted to spend nine hours in the ceramic studio working um more than I wanted to spend hours and hours in the Mm -hmm. dance studio Mm -hmm. um for next fall um my plan is to apply to university and um continue this apprenticeship that I'm doing right now um and then with an artist right yeah so I'm I a local artist Mm -hmm. is um uh teaching me um painting and Mm -hmm. sculpture and um drawing right now Mm -hmm. um so 
that's really exciting and I'm very excited to continue working with him and probably more on a full-time basis next fall um I think I'll be doing more hours and more of an apprenticeship with him so that'll be very exciting Mm -hmm. cool um (laughs) well next year I am going to college I'm going to um, Swarthmore College in Pennsylvania and I actually had my and I were very similar I was also very serious about pursuing um a professional career until about like a year ago when I started applying to college um and I think it wasn't until well um, academics has always been like a big priority in my life and my parents have made it a big priority in our house mm-hmm. and there kind of got to the point where I was looking at colleges and um sometimes the um ballet programs mm-hmm. that the colleges offer um how do I say this the the colleges where the ballet programs are the strongest right. are not are often not the colleges that have the strongest academic program right. as well. And I um, realized up. that I need I wanted both, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of able to find, or my mom was she really helped mm-hmm. me find a lot of schools that kind of had both the dance that I wanted and the academics. But in doing that, I realized that I wouldn't be able to pursue a professional career if I was to go to a college of the academic rigor that I wanted um and that was like very very hard Mm -hmm. to come to terms with um and so that that was kind of a a big struggle but I um know that this was definitely the right choice for me it gives me options to do what I want and um I'm hoping maybe that I will get to be a dance teacher someday Mm -hmm. or maybe like a um, arts administrator or something and I know there's a little local dance studio right down the street from the college and I'm hoping to maybe do some like teaching mm-hmm. or like run the front desk or I don't know stay I, I want to stay involved in the arts and dance mm-hmm. with my career but I don't necessarily want that to be my career like as a ballet dancer and so I'm kind of like finally at peace with that decision yeah yeah um I think the three of us like were like I you know grew up dancing and singing and I know Sarah did a lot of singing and acting and musical theater and Maya you've always done visual art and I think it's just even when we were so focused on ballet and like there was a time when the three of us like that was our most important thing um we had other things that we were doing that were artistic and I think yeah. that that almost like speaks to the way that we've approached um our future decisions just me knowing that I'm still dancing nice I'm still (laughs) dancing but I'm moving away from classical ballet a little bit and the decisions that you've both stated that you've made I just think it's an interesting like thing to think about in terms of the program that BBS has where we danced as much as we did but it wasn't the pre-professional program um which kind of brings me to this question um um, yeah, I guess we can sort of talk about that, just our experiences going to BBS and, like, like the fact that all of us were, at a time, ballet career-minded and mm-hmm. still doing school in a normal, full-time way and not being in their pre-professional program. I guess we can just, like, talk about that, or if you guys want to start just, like, talking about that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the, the, the amount of time and energy that's yeah. put into training like we did when we're not in even though we're not in that pre-professional right I mean 
for me, I loved it. Putting that much time in, I wanted to be there every day at the studio. Right. It was like a place where I could go and just be free of all that, all like responsibility of anything and be with my friends and dance and I loved it. I think that it would have been a lot more difficult for me if I had been at public school mm-hmm. doing that because even when I had too much homework it wasn't really that important because it's ho- like I'm homeschooled that's for my mum so she would give me slack. I mm-hmm. feel like I probably had a very different experience than like Sarah did mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Well I want to respond to you, my and also you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like in response to the um, the public school thing, I people will tell you that, like I and Hannah, I got this from Hannah. I'm always at the studio. Like I do not miss yeah. class. I like try to be there as much as I can. And I did have a lot of homework. I took a lot of hard classes, um, and it like was not always easy. It was very stressful, but it taught me good lessons. It taught me how to you know manage my time. Um, and I know all of us have good time management, and, you know. But in response to what you said about the, the like, going pre-professional but not being in a pre-professional program. Yeah. Because um, I know at one point you almost went to... Um, yeah, well, I, like, I auditioned and they, like, well, they were, like, you need to grow more. And then they, like, got me to come and take class. That's ballet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you almost went to, to, down to, like, New Mexico, right? Oh, yeah. I almost moved to Arizona oh, to train oh, with Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, but the teacher, pre-pro- yeah. Hmm program at Boston was right. looking yeah, yeah. at me and got me to take class with them. Oh. Right. But, um... Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I'm so glad that I wasn't there in the pre-pro stuff because I think that there was so much pressure yeah. Yeah. and, like, stress and, like, body stuff. I don't... That's not what I was looking for in ballet at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I I don't I didn't want that stressful environment that wasn't what I thrived on and so being able to pursue it with that still the same intensity and the same level with amazing teachers um but without that extra level I would have hated that it would have made me really sad yeah and depressed yeah. and instead I was able to really enjoy ballet Mm -hmm. at the beginning i think it was freshman or sophomore year i think like in the back of my mind i knew all along that not going to a traineeship Mm -hmm. program um was i i wasn't gonna be a professional dancer right and like a different level not like i didn't want to be but not that i didn't want to but like it wouldn't allow me to be a professional dancer if i stayed there and i did because at that point, my parents were telling me, and I knew that it was important to, like, stay in high school mm-hmm. and to, you know, do that. And so it, it was kind of interesting, like, wanting to be a professional dancer, sort of, so like, subconsciously knowing that I couldn't if I stayed at Boston Ballet, but also training at a great school that, right. you know, yeah, it, it was it was strange. It's a, it's a unique program. Like, not many big ballet schools have a program where you can, like, be a normal human, a normal teenager. Yeah. to some extent, you know, still have class pretty much every night, um, and yet train at such a level and have such high expectations for you still, like, when you're performing, yeah. it's still Boston Ballet School, so you still have to have technical standards, mm-hmm. um, it's just a, it's a really unique situation, and I think about it a lot, because 
it's a it's a different experience and I didn't realize that till I got to college just like how unique our experience was um you think it do you think it prepared you well for college dance or I think it did but I think that (sighs) hmm what would you say like you found was different I think that I was used to a level of expectation about a level of expectation a level of like we have live pianists like you respect the pianists like just even though we both we all three of us know that I broke a lot of the rules like we had a dress code and like you know there was no this and no that and like I didn't it didn't feel like that many rules at the time and but I think that a lot of people don't have those rules when they're growing up in dance Mm -hmm. and And I think Miss Cryer talks a lot about expectations and awareness is like her favorite word and like being an aware human and like yeah I don't being really know what I'm trying to say but hmm? being respectful of like the fact that everyone is there working together right. trying to yeah. do the best they can putting in all right. their effort right. and that respect that right and I'm not saying that other people didn't have those experiences of like a teacher who de- who demands respect in that way I just think that it's a it's a different environment and there's there's a lot more attached to feeling like a student at Boston Valley School and I didn't even realize that I felt it at the time mm-hmm. yeah well this is kind of a related question um I'm wondering how you might think which I guess this is kind of hard for you to answer because I didn't really realize it until I went to a different dance environment. How do you think that training and specifically ballet is different than other dance forms or attending a studio that competes? Because um, even though competition is not something we ever were exposed to, um, a lot of people, like when I tell them that I did ballet, like they assume that I did ballet competitions or YGP or things like that. And I'm wondering how you think our experience was affected by the fact that we didn't do those things. I think that, um, I think there's good and bad. I think yeah. you don't, we get very little performance opportunity at right. Boston Ballet compared to lots of other places, right. especially like places that compete. And so I think it's great to have the performing opportunity. I, And that's, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that when you're rehearsing for it, you don't like we had so much time to refine our technique mm-hmm. because we weren't working on a performance at all times right. of the year like one variation or something it yeah just one i think that you compare yourself to everyone else at the competition or performance or, or yeah the competition and that can't be good <laughs> um i just think that it puts a lot of pressure on people I think it creates lots of competition within the studio also to get like lead or you know who does better and right. And I'm very glad that we don't don't do competitions because I think that just is so much stress and pressure that takes away from like the joy of doing ballet. And instead, instead of a performance, you can celebrate what you've learned and celebrate this cool ballet and this, these right. cool steps that you're doing. And instead, yeah. it's like let me grade you on what you're doing. I, yeah, I feel like there was a big. I feel like looking at like the kids who that that I knew or mm-hmm. the, seeing the kids in the competitions and stuff. There was like, I feel like because we weren't striving to be like hitting our leg at like 190 degrees or whatever, and we're not 
um, really pushing ourselves in that kind of direction. We were able to really focus on like our technique and we moved quite slowly, which has its pros, but then also its cons. Because we were very technically like working on the technique very good and very disciplined in that but it also meant that it was difficult because we weren't really being pushed to like reach ourselves as much as I think we would have been if we were trying to impress judges at a competition with our flexibility or our jumps or our turns or whatever Um, and that meant that when I would go to other summer programs and I'd see other kids there I would be way behind them in the amount that I could do. Um, And that was hard. That was hard to see that. And then really, if I wanted to improve on those things, whether it be how many turns I could do or how high I could hold my leg or whatever it is that was more, that they didn't really focus on because they were more interested in how we could, how well we could do a single turn or a double turn and land it in the perfect fourth position than whether we could do five. Mm-hmm. And it really, I had to learn that it was up to me to improve upon those things. And I had to be the one pushing myself, which was great for me personally, because it meant that I really learned how to self-motivate, how to like n- look at what a teacher's doing really pick things up and say okay what works for my body okay this is working this is working now I'm going to push myself even harder or next time I'm going to try for this many turns or whatever um but it was up to me and not the teacher or the panel of judges that I was pushing forward for it was my goals right I didn't think about that that's that's interesting that Boston Valley doesn't really they're not, they don't really care about the the leg height or the yeah, number no. of terms. And I guess, like, it, it is hard when you go to summer tenses and you see other people who, you know, have the super high leg, you know, that six o'clock ponche and they're, like, five turns. But I think that, like, compared to other dancers at summer intensives, I think it could seem like we might not be as good because our legs aren't as high or whatever. But I think... The wide owl factor. Yeah. But I think from a, a like a seasoned teacher's perspective, yeah. I think they they see the technique that we have, and I think that is more impressive to them mm. than the turns. Like I've had teachers tell other people in the class, you know, don't do this many turns, do yeah. one, do two, like lower your leg, and especially, it, yeah, it's it's more important for them to see good technique than mm-hmm. you know five bazillion turns. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what I mean, or one of the things that I mean when I talk about, like, our experience was kind of unique, is that just, like, it was so almost, like, meditative is the wrong word, but, like, such a focused practice. Things were so slow and broken down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you were expected to, like, really focus on your technique and improve upon that. And that was really good. Yeah. 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 I'm wondering if you could speak at all about how your training at BBS affected, shaped, molded, impacted your growth and development into the people you are today, Um, including the fact that the two of you danced together for about 10 years. Um, Mm. 
and how and I you know I had a similar experience with Olivia we were together for what seven years um and how you think that those we'll just start by saying how you think you um developed (laughs) that's that's so bad that's a really complicated question (laughs) do you mean like in my relationship with Maya like with her help or just like by myself being a BBS and your relationship Mm. okay I feel like if we go BBS first and Uh then relationship BBS as I was saying all that stuff before about like having to like like improve by myself like I really had to like work on my own stuff and learn how to like improve and like have the motivation to do that like there wasn't some there was often classes where I wasn't going to be talked to a lot by the teacher because they were interested in some other student (laughs) but it's true you're not going to be the teacher isn't going to be talking to you the whole class Mm -hmm. they're not going to be talking to you about everything so if you want to improve you have to be your own critic you have to say no that's not good enough I'm gonna do it better Mm. and learning how to do that I think was really powerful it's helped me with everything that I've done because I'm choosing not to rely on someone else to push me forward Mm. and to better myself instead I'm working on my own stuff I'm saying I'm pushing myself which I think is so much more powerful you're not relying on that person you're relying on yourself um yeah I think that was really good and such a great like life lesson um I agree with that I also I think the biggest thing I got out of it was um the ability to take criticism and Mm -hmm. to like want criticism and I think lots of people shy away from that and because they don't want to you know like get their feelings hurt and I think as ballet dancers we we like yearn for that. Like we want that. We're like, please, like critique me. And um, I sent an email to like one of my teachers the other day, and I was like, oh, would you mind like looking at this? I was like, please be harsh. Like I, I can take it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a very thick skin now because of ballet, and I uh, feel like I'm more open to people telling, giving me feedback, and like growing with that feedback than maybe other people who haven't had that experience. Um, in regard to Maya. And how I've grown with Maya. Um, well, first of all, Maya is just, she's awesome. I'm gonna, please keep this part in. <laughs> Maya's great. Um, I remember literally so many times where I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and it's like mm-hmm. very obvious in class when I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm like so obvious. And we get out of class and Maya, she'll like go downstairs to the cafe. I'll be like sulking upstairs. She'll come back with a cookie and she'll just hand me the cookie. And I'm like, that's such a nice friend. And I, so from her, I've learned um, how to be more generous and um, like give to people without them like saying what they need. I've also learned to hide my emotions a little more. So I don't just be like angry, so angry when I'm upset. Um, but I, I sorry, I don't want to like expose you, Maya. But there was a point where Maya like might not have 
like done ballet or been been in showcase I've said that been in showcase at the end of the year and it made me like cry because I was like I don't want to be up on stage without her and be by myself like I want to the curtain to close and I want to turn to her and I want to give her a hug because she's been my friend for 12 years and that's who I did ballet with and like it like broke my heart knowing that she thinking that she wasn't going to be there and I'm so glad that we got the mm-hmm. time that we did together yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so sweet how do I follow that <laughs> no being having like someone who are like started off with and like to go through the whole journey has just been so amazing like so many people have left yep. and they would stay for like, a couple years but Sarah like me and Sarah have been there been friends from the very beginning and it's been so it's been such an she's such an like an inspiration <laughs> to me sometimes like to like push myself to be better I feel like there's like a um uh camaraderie in that in the we've been here from the beginning and so we're pushing as hard as we can to improve upon ourselves and I'll watch her just be amazing and I'll be like okay Maya you can do it too <laughs> um but that there's there's not like there's not any hate in that that it's so much a we're working towards it together yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. that has been so special yeah so, and really helped me there's going to be a sizable hole without you guys there, I'm sure. Um, well, I don't know who's going to take over. When Hannah left, there was a sizable hole. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh, sad. Oh, boy. Um, no, but seriously, like, even when I, because um, I came to the studio when I was, I think I was 11 or 12, um, and obviously you two were already there. Um, and then I remember when I got to do my first solo in Showcase, um, it was part of a trio with you guys and I just remember being like oh my god she put me with Maya and Sarah like what like yeah I just it was yeah that's all I have to say about that um that was the best birdies that was so birdies, good birdies it was so good such a great dance that was like, you were a dance. like it was like to the swan music it sounded like the swan music it was like it's really sad like violin or something yeah, yeah, it was, that's right. On a little deeper of a level than your plans to continue dancing or not, um, how do you see ballet or dance at all being in your life as adults or young adults? Um, well, I I don't know if this is deep enough, but... No, I just I, mean... Yeah. I, know, I, I know that I'm going to keep dancing in college, and I want it to be part of my career eventually, um, I would like to incorporate it into, like, somehow into what I do. I Maybe to be, like, a physical therapist for dancers or um, to do some sort of, like, um, administration, outreach, sort of, um, that sort of thing with a studio or a company. Um, to be a teacher, like, literally a ballet teacher uh, or to just, you know, maybe do something in theater and choreograph that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I know that I love ballet and I, even though it makes me sad that Mm -hmm. I won't, like, I can't do that, be a ballet dancer as my job. 
I it brings me so much joy knowing that I will still be connected to it in that way. And so I always kind of, I want to keep that for the rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to somehow find a way to keep dancing and to keep ballet in my life. It's kind of difficult right now because I've been looking at all the universities and a lot of the ones that I want to go to, they're all art and there's just not really any dance or well ballet options so I've been trying to figure out what other like places I can go and take classes are um where these universities are and I definitely want to keep dancing Mm -hmm. it's such a part of who I am and I don't I, I think that it would make me very sad if I had to cut it out of my life so I think some way somehow it's always going to be there Mm. it's it's always going to be part of my priority is keeping it with me I think it's a really brave thing to admit and like to choose that even though it's something that you love so much like to make a different choice Mm. I think for me that's like a fear that I have like even though I don't do like I mean I do it but even though I'm not pursuing classical ballet anymore like even with dance in general sometimes it's like really hard and I but at the same time like I don't think that I could make a choice to not do it um but I think and I think part of that is fear I don't know I just yeah that's why I was so interested in like how you made your decisions because I think that it's some people look at it as throwing something away yeah um like I have spending years working on it and then right and I yeah and I don't agree with that at all um I don't think that anyone in BBS would agree with that um but yeah it's such an interesting thing to make a commitment like that and to love something so much maybe brave isn't the right word but just to know like just confident and like mature like to know that you love something so much um and to do it it, and to do it like do it for the reason that you love it and not to do it because you feel like you have to for any reason like I think that's what I mean is that you love this thing so much that you just want to do it and you want to do it and you want to do it as much as you want to do it yeah yeah well, yeah. I know Maya. I, sorry, I, you go. I don't want to speak. You go. Say, say your thing, and then I can. Oh, oh, you're gonna. Well, I was just gonna say. I remember you telling me like a long time ago. You were like, I don't. I love ballet, and I, I. This is probably what you're gonna say. I'm sorry. I'm speaking for you. Like, I love ballet, and I want to preserve that love for it. And I know you have mentioned that like if you were to join a company, you know that you wouldn't be as be happy with that and you might lose your yeah. love for ballet with that and so you want to preserve your love for yeah it. well I felt like what I look I did a ton of research into like what the life of a ballet dancer would look like and I have to say like doing the summer programs was so good because it really like gave me just like the snippet of like an insight into what it would kind of be like to be a professional dancer in the sense that I was dancing every day all day and um I loved it I loved doing that but I think that 
I wouldn't have been happy doing that for my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think that personally, I I felt like I wouldn't be fulfilled creatively mm-hmm. in the way that I wanted mm-hmm. to be um, living my life with ballet. I didn't, I wasn't really interested in spending every single day for hours working on bar and um, improving my technique. And I would much prefer to spend hours and hours in the studio working on my art. That's where I would like want to be rather than, like I'd, I'd, I'd want to spend hours working on my technique for for art mm-hmm. more than I would want to spend hours working on my technique for ballet. Yep. And I would feel more fulfilled and more happy in the art studio mm-hmm. um, than, I, yeah. I think that, that was like a big piece for me, mm-hmm. was like a big moment where I was like, yeah, that's, that's not how I'm going to be yeah. happy and fulfilled. So, I think for me, it was sort of like this past summer intensive, we did um, shades, which was really awesome. And I was in the front row because Where were I'm you again? short. Sorry. What? Where were you again? APT. Right. Uh, I was in the front because I was, I'm short. No, because I'm good. Stop it. Um, <laughs> because I wasn't. And I would wobble around all oh, over the place. My goodness. Because it was all on one leg and I was wobbly and I remember just being like i felt like i was bringing the whole like the it's not making faces at me. i felt like this is i'm being serious okay okay i felt i i felt like oh but my point is i didn't want to feel like i wasn't good enough all of the time and that i didn't necessarily belong to be there or that there are people that are better yes. than me or i didn't deserve to be in the front row because i was short and like i you know i was i just the, the competition I really did not like. I didn't want to spend the rest of my years auditioning for traineeships and summer intensives and so many auditions and yeah. I that just that just wasn't for me. And I I think feeling like I wasn't enough and constantly having to compare myself to everyone else just got so old. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there are there are other ways to enjoy ballet instead yeah. of, you know, having to do that for your job all the time. Yeah. I agree. I think that you have to like you have to want it so much. Like that you have to love it and want to spend every second doing it to make all those things like the auditions and the hours of class. Yeah. And the hours of rehearsal where your feet hurt so much and your point shoes it has to be worth it. Like you have to love it and have it be your everything. And I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of how I feel about ballet. Like when I found new ways to move, like when I came to college, I was like still such a bunhead and like, that was all I wanted to do. And that wasn't really possible at UMass because there's not really like an outlet for like, ballet people in that dance program so much um as there are at other dance programs at other colleges um and moving in new ways made me like ballet more 
I think because I knew that I was working on other things too and I think that I was starting to realize that I like I didn't want to care anymore about like how turned out I was or I didn't want to care anymore about how many turns I was doing or like how my body looked or like even like what I was wearing like I just didn't want it to be so focused on because ballet is an aesthetic form and all dance is aesthetic but some dance is more aesthetic than others and ballet is one of them that was a dumb sentence um no that makes sense no no completely like body tight yeah like position everything it's so much like a cookie cutter that you have to fit into yeah and then you get to like add your own stuff onto the top right of of course it's not not, it's it's a creative form yeah yeah but it's really hard if you're not genetically i mean this is like an obvious thing that everyone knows about ballet but it's really hard if you're not genetically predisposed and that's such an easy like sentence to say but maya is genetically predisposed <laughs> to ballet you both are but it's true it's like i don't know there's something about like looking at it sounds so cheesy but like there's something about like looking in the mirror and like and knowing that you are doing everything you can to make the shape and still not making the shape and like I know that my body is in all the right positions I'm using all the right muscles I'm you know doing it correctly and it still doesn't look like that and there's something like so unfair and unsatisfying about that and I think that even though I love ballet and for so long it was about the movement for me and about the way it felt and like the music I think that it lost that at the end because I was, I think part of it was auditioning for college and doing a variation and just being out there with all the people that were also auditioning for college. But I was just so much more focused on that than I ever, on the aesthetic than I ever had been in my entire life. That um, moving in new ways like reconnected me to the reason I loved ballet to begin with. And that's well, I tell you, you come not. back and I, you, you say, no, oh, what do I look? And I, I tell you, I'm like, you look so much more free when you mm-hmm. do ballet. Thank you. Yeah. I would hope. Can we talk about how so freaking unfair it is that we don't get senior showcase? Oh, right. my God. Yeah. You oh, too, Oh, my people. God. You too. I am so mad. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's yeah. so annoying. I, I All I wanted was... To be on stage and to yeah. have the seniors and to have you and Olivia in the audience clapping and I know. for us to give us her flowers and like that's not gonna happen. Get this flower moment, it's just the like flower sucks. moment. Yeah. My last question is, what is your favorite BBS memory? My my, can I please tell the story? Please, please. Can I yes. Oh my god. Okay, I have such a great, great story. I waited. Um, actually, like. <laughs> five years to tell my story so we were in uh, intermediate one i think so we were probably like 12 that's 12 i think right um yeah and maya and i were partners for a character dance and the character dance was like a partner dance we were holding hands and we were like skipping and he like turned away and then he like skipped together and then he turned away and so um this is when we still had or i guess we had like a break before and maya was um was eating these rice cakes and i guess they were um marmite is that what you call yeah marmite Marmite rice cakes and marmite 
apparently has a very strong fishy smell. So <laughs> I don't have a fishy smell, but Sarah has. To me, it has a very fishy smell. Uh, I was partnered with Maya, of course, because we're best friends. And um, uh, her breath smells so much like fish from the Marmite rice cakes. And uh, it was making me woozy. <laughs> we were like trotting along, holding it. <laughs> and I would hold my breath because I couldn't. I wouldn't like so that I didn't breathe in the marmite and then we turn away and I go oh, and take a giant breath and then we turn <laughs> oh I know what step you're talking about yeah yeah and I would I started to feel so nauseous because of the marmite rice cake that she ate yeah oh dear wow that, that's my therapy BS moment thank you yeah sorry Maya for exposing you <laughs> okay I don't know what my favorite BBS moment. I feel like I have so many. One though, like if we're talking about like little children, though, I have to say doing um, was it? She was Mother Goose. So we were mice, and I don't know how old we were. I think we were like eight, seven, nine, seven, no. eight. No, I think we were like nine or ten. We were mice, and we had these, like, costumes, and they were really great. And everyone else who was in our class was lambs, and we were the mice, and we were so proud. And we had this dance, and we danced with the older kids, and they were on point. And there was this moment where I got to crawl through, like, the legs of one of the girls, and we were, like, running around with, like, do we have mittens? I can't remember, but it was, like, the best ever. I was so proud to be on that stage. (laughs) Okay, thank you guys so much for letting me interview you. It means a lot. Of course, it was fun. You are very smart and interesting humans. And yeah, that's all. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. Postcard Dances is a production of the Intermediate Composition Course in the Dance Department at Mount Holyoke College. The music you hear is composed by Jazer Giles. Join us for our next episode, coming soon.